0: Thank you. You may be seated. Let's open up the Word of God again to Philippians chapter 3. If you would, Philippians chapter 3. We come to this very familiar portion of God's Word. It's one that we've looked at together ourselves on a number of of occasions. But when considering the entrance into a new year, this is where the Lord brought my thoughts and my attentions today. Uh, We have entered. We are officially in 2023. And God is good, is He not? He has, imagine this, God has designed life in such a way that we have a series of new beginnings. Think about how good God is. He gives us new beginnings every year, and it's amazing. You can go through 365 days of rubbish and darkness and decay, but when January the 1st comes around, we all seem a bit more optimistic. Because God has worked into the world and worked into our thinking and worked into the creation of his world this opportunity to have a new start. It's not just at the new year, but it's every week. Every Lord's Day, we gather here again at the first day of the week. We remember the resurrection of the Savior. We read the word and we have a new start. Most people say, I hate Mondays because we've got to start all over again. But we should learn to appreciate the beginning of a new week because it means that God has given us another chance. This week doesn't have to be like last week. This year doesn't have to be like last year. What about the blessing of a new morning, a new day? We go to sleep at night and God willing, we wake in the morning to a new day, a fresh start. God is so good. What an amazing God. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. A further indication that these new things are meant to be from God, an opportunity to start again. It's amazing to think that God would give us fresh mercy today that covers the iniquities of yesterday so that we might start fresh and anew now. It's amazing. We stand here today at the beginning of a new year and we need a bit of advice about moving forward, I think. We need advice about advancing in His kingdom. And the question is, how do we move forward? Now, let's be honest. Everybody has a little bit of advice to give, but I'm not really interested in everybody else's advice. It's not even my advice I'm interested in. I'm interested in what God says. How do we move forward at a new opportunity. Otherwise, what happens is we end up wasting opportunities. You ever, you ever figured that out? You ever realize that if, if you don't move forward with, every, with a new opportunity, then you just wake up to the same thing you went to bed to. And you repeat the same thing you did yesterday, or the same thing you did last week, or you repeat the same thing you did last year. This is why people live in depression, because they find themselves in an unending cycle a monotonous cycle of darkness and they're doing the same thing over and over and over again and so God says look here's a new start not so you can do the same thing over again but so that you can step forward so you can advance and that's what we're going to talk about today Philippians chapter 3 look at it with me please in verse 13 brethren I count not myself to have apprehended here's what Paul says I haven't arrived yet but This one thing I do. Now, I love that phrase. This one thing I do. God gives us one thing to do today. One bit of advice for a new start, a new year. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. One of the most important steps to moving forward is letting go. Did you know that? You can't move forward if you're holding on to something behind you. You cannot advance if you're holding on to something or someone behind you. You must let go. Paul knew it because God revealed it to him. Forgetting those things which are behind If things are going to be any different in 2023, then we're going to have to leave some things behind in 2022. Let me tell you a little bit about that story. Frank Borum was speaking about a former prime minister of the United Kingdom, Mr. Lloyd Lloyd George. Mr. Lloyd George. He was prime minister from 1916 to 1922 during the First World War. And he was playing golf one day with his friend. And they had to walk through a field, a pasture full of cows, to get from one hole to the next. And his friend was so busy listening to Mr. George that they, Mr. George walked through the gate. His friend walked through the gate and left the gate open. Mr. George noticed and he went back and he shut the gate carefully and they continued walking. And then Mr. George said to his friend, he said, do you remember a well-known doctor who just recently passed? He said, yes. He said a minister was visiting him on his deathbed and the minister said, do you have any last words? And he any final words, something you'd like to say or to be passed on? And the doctor laid there in his deathbed and he said, I cannot think of anything but this. I think, for the most part, I have learned to shut every gate that I've walked through. I've learned to close the gates behind me. Boram thought about that, and of course we have the illustration today that God gives us opportunities like today walk through a door and shut the door behind us. God has given us a new opportunity with this new year to walk into the new year and close the gate behind us. Now, why did Mr. George think it was important to shut the gate of that field? Because he knew if he didn't, the cows would get out. The cows might follow him out of the gate. Well, there might be some cows in 2022 that might want to follow you into the new year. So you've got to shut the gate. And today we're going to talk, looking at this passage of Scripture, about closing the gates. This is what Paul meant when he said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. We're funny people, aren't we? We we want to move forward, but we don't want to let go. Or we want to move forward, but we want to move forward with some of this baggage. But you can't do it. Oh, we want to move forward, but just leave the door open. So maybe something might follow us. There are a few things we need to leave behind. A few things we need to forget. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Let me give you three of them. Number one, we need to close the gate on some people. Now don't throw stones at me. Don't get upset. Listen to me first. I'm not saying you should ever be unkind. And I'm not saying that you should ever be mean-spirited or you should shut somebody off and say, that's it. But there does come a point in time when you have to recognize when someone is holding you back, when someone is keeping you from the Savior, keeping you from advancing in the kingdom of God. There comes a point in time when you've got to recognize it. And that's exactly what Paul was saying in the opening verses of this chapter. Finally, my brethren, verse number one, Rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware. Here's what he's saying. Shut the gate. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. There's three people that the gate needs to be shut on. Beware of dogs. Dogs are false prophets, false teachers. People who are teaching you the wrong theology telling you the wrong thing and therefore leading you astray. Shut the door. I was visiting a man this week and he said, I was watching YouTube and and, uh, this preacher was saying this and he began to say, I said, let me give you a little bit of advice. Switch off YouTube. The man that he was listening to was telling him all sorts of nonsense and because he took for granted that because he was a preacher and had a Bible and a suit that he must be from God. There are some people, the Bible calls them dogs, they're false prophets, they're false teachers, they're unclean, and they are leading people astray. And some of you need to shut the door on some of that bad theology and bad teaching and leave it behind. Proverbs chapter 26, let me read a verse for you. Proverbs 26 and verse number 11. Solomon giving a bit of advice to his son. He says this, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Oftentimes, you've seen this very vivid word picture. When a dog isn't feeling well, he eats grass, makes himself sick, and then he eats his sick. And we think, don't do that. What's wrong with you? But the Bible says that's exactly the way we act sometimes. We keep going back. And so God is telling us, Shut the door so you can't go back. Shut the door so you can't go back to your folly. Shut the door so you can't go back to your foolishness. Close the door. He says, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. These are those who are doing, look like they're doing the work of God, but they're not doing it the right way. They're actually evil workers. We've got to have discernment to recognize that. Not, not everything that glitters is gold. I was thinking of that phrase when I was on my way to visit this man yesterday. And there was a sign in his house that said, not everything that glitters is gold. I thought, God, what are you trying to tell me? That phrase was in my mind. And I went into his house and saw that. Every once in a while something looks good but doesn't mean it is. Beware. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. The concision is the outward, external ritualism only. It has a godliness, but it denies the power thereof. Shut the gate on it. Let me, let me challenge you this morning, all of us. Let's put behind a door all of our false, fake facade. Put it behind the door and shut the door and don't bring it into this year. Let's be sick of that fake Christianity. Let's be tired of the ritualism. The outward, external only. Which sounds good, looks good, but has no life or depth inside. Leave it behind and shut the door on it. Shut the door on concision. It's interesting, the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 15. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. There's another person you need to Shut the door on. You know who that is? There's another person you need to shut the gate on. That's yourself. Yourself. Your desires and your passions and your lust. Leave it behind. Shut the door. Leave the old man behind. Because we should henceforth from this day forward no longer live to ourselves. But unto him which died for us. We need to leave behind the old man. In the next verse, watch this, wherefore henceforth, three times in those two verses we find henceforth, henceforth, meaning from this day forward, from January 1st, 2023, wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Paul took it a step further. Here's what he said. Not only leave yourself behind, but you've got to leave every person behind that is just a fleshly relationship only. he's not saying you don't have any friends except for spiritual friends. What he's saying, you leave behind all those connections that are fleshly, that are pulling you down, that you have made the connections and bonds you have made simply because of flesh or even emotion. Leave them behind. Meaning, in in the new year, you don't have time to waste on silliness. You don't have time to waste, well, that's my my brother, that's my mother-in-law, that's my mother. No, you should love them, show them respect, as the scriptures say, Love them with all of your heart. But when it comes to time and communion and fellowship, let it be with those who know the Lord Jesus Christ. Henceforth from this day forward, know we know man after the flesh. I don't care. I don't care what relation they are. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we know, know we him no more. Here's what, here's what Paul was saying. We even knew Jesus in the flesh. But the flesh of Jesus at that time had already ascended. And so the fleshly connection wasn't the important one. It was that which was spiritual. The relationship that was spiritual are those that are important. So that's one of the hardest things in the world sometimes is to cut off friends and family. I'm not saying cut them off, but you know what I'm talking about. It's one of the hardest things in the world to be able to say I'm moving forward. By the grace of God, I'm following Christ. With, I'd love for you to be with me. I'd love for you to follow the Savior with me, but I'm moving forward. We need to close the gate. Something else we need to close the gate on as we look in Philippians chapter 3. We need to close the gate on our failures. Now would you look here for a moment. How many of you know that you have failed at some point in 2022? Yes, the rest of you are lying. So you've, you failed already in 2023. We failed. We have a multitude of Failures and sins, things that we are terribly embarrassed of. And they are at this moment in 2022. They were failures of that year. They were failures of last year. They were sins of the past. And I believe that God tells us in his word that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you believe that? Can I tell you, if you don't believe that, you're going to carry your sin with you into the new year. You're going to hang your head in shame and guilt and live in in self-condemnation. It's not a condemnation from God if you've been born again because we know there's now, therefore, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. And one of the hardest things in the world is to believe by faith that my sin has been washed away. That I'm right with God, that He has indeed set me free. Hebrews, let me read a couple of verses for you. In Hebrews chapter 8 and verse number 12, the, the author says, For I will be, God says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That's God. Hello, did you hear that? God says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Have you been unrighteous? By the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice of Christ, by faith, we know that God can be merciful to that unrighteousness. You ought to sigh a big sigh of relief right there. You ought to be able to say, thank you, Lord, because you were merciful to my unrighteousness. And then it says this, an amazing thought that most of us can't even comprehend Their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. God says, I won't even remember them anymore. God has shut the door on your sins. So don't you drag them into the future with you. You say, well, are you sure about that? Well, Hebrews 10, verse number 17. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. This is the covenant, verse 16, that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts. And in their minds will I write them, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Isaiah the prophet writes about such a promise, and that's exactly what the author of Hebrews is quoting. Isaiah 43 in verse number 25. He, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake, and I will remember, I will not remember thy sins. You know what it means to blot out? It means it's an old expression if you're writing with an ink pen, and you made a mistake, they would take a blob of ink and cover the mistake so that you couldn't see anything but the blob of ink. And that's what Christ did with his blood. He blotted out all of your sins so that when God looks at you, he no longer sees your sin. It's been blotted out. So don't drag it into this year with you. Leave it behind. Isaiah 44 and verse number 22. The prophet says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. And as a cloud thy sins, return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Oh, the grace of God. Oh, the mercy of God. After all of our sin, he says, come home to me. I've washed your sins away. I've covered them all. Do you know why he says that to us? Because he knows that when we have sinned, when we've done wrong, we have a tendency to run away from God. And God says, come back. I have blotted your sins out. So I believe in January the 1st, 2023, we need to close the gates on our failures, on our sins. They're gone. They've been washed in the blood of the Lamb if you've been born again. Micah tells us in his little, his little letter the same thing, that our sins have been cast into the depths of the sea. Micah 7, verse 19. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, that passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage, he retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. What a God. Shut the gates on your sins. Shut the gates on your bad habits. If you don't shut the gate, it's going to follow you into the new year. If you don't close the door, it's going to follow you like those cows into the new year. I wonder tonight, would you look this way this morning? What sins in your life need to be left behind? What failures that you just dwell on every day, they just defeat you every day, they need to be left behind and the gate needs to be closed so they don't follow you. One last one. Back in Philippians chapter 3, we need to close the gate on some people, some relationships. We need to close the gate on, on some of our failures. Here's one more. We need to close the gate on our success. Some of our biggest failures are our biggest successes. We ride on yesterday's success and we ride on, on how we did last time and we, we ride together, we rejoice living on yesterday's victory. Praise God for it. You ought to remember and give thanks for the victories of the past. But you cannot live today on yesterday's victory. You can't live today on yesterday's success. Leave them behind. Paul writes in this amazing chapter. he talks about the successes of his flesh. He talks about how he, he could have confidence in his flesh, but he knows that it would be silly. He talks about all of his Qualifications. I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteous, which is in the law, blameless. Here's what he was saying. I was better than anybody else. I served God when everybody else was sipping tea and having a good Christmas time. I was serving God. I was praying when everybody else was was laughing. I was doing this. Can I just tell you a moment? Hold on. Hold on a moment. Shut the door on that nonsense. Praise God if he's given you a bit of success. But don't you be foolish enough to think it was you. Don't you be foolish enough to think that you are the key and the reason. You ought to shut the door on all of that self-righteousness and leave it behind. Close the door so it doesn't follow you into the new year. He says, but what things that were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ, I gladly left them in the cow pasture. I gladly left them behind. The things I thought were victories and successes and gains, I left them behind. For what? For Jesus." For Jesus. Yea, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Here's basically what he's saying. Leave everything behind. Past failures, past successes, past relationships. Leave everything behind and just follow Christ. Just win Jesus that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Leave it all behind. God's given us a new chance, a new chance to stop playing games, a new chance to stop messing about, a new chance by faith to step forward, to follow him. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth under those things which are before. There's something that goes hand in hand with leaving behind and shutting the gate. You shut the gate and you leave behind all of those things because you know there's something greater to attain. That's why you do it. Do you know why so many of us have a hard time leaving our sin behind? Because we think our sin is more enjoyable than God. We have a hard time leaving some of our our pleasures behind because we think they are more delighting and delightful than Jesus Christ is. There's where you've got it wrong. When you see the Savior as the purest, highest delight that man could ever experience, you will gladly leave behind everything else. When you realize that there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, you'll have no problem leaving behind some of those carnal friendships and relationships. You'll have no problem. When you realize there really is no success, there's really no victory except laying hold of Christ. That that is the goal of life. The goal of life is to lay hold of Christ himself. You'll gladly let go of all your previous victories so that you might gain Christ. Jesus gave a little one-sentence parable in Luke chapter 9. He said, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Here's what he's saying. Leave it behind and don't look back. Shut the gates and look straight ahead. Close the gates, put both hands on the plow. This one thing I do, reaching forth unto those things. What things? What things lie in front of us? Look here for a moment. Use your God-given spiritual imagination combined with the word of God. What does God have for us that lies ahead. What could God have waiting for you? Victory over sin. Not just victory over sin, but a better knowledge of his word, a usefulness to his kingdom. Maybe he has souls out there for you to influence and for you to win for his glory. What things lie ahead for you? Maybe it is a an opportunity for the glory of God to be revealed in your life, to be manifest through your words and your actions. What things are in front of us? What victory is in front of us? What new territory lies in front of us for His glory? What things, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark The mark, one mark, for the prize of the high calling in God, of God in Christ Jesus. The goal is Christ. The prize is in Christ. The answer is in the Savior. We press toward Him. We push with all of our might towards Him to be made more like Him, to become more conformed to His image, to be less like self. I'd like to leave Derek Moreland behind that door and shut the gate and lock it so that he don't come with me you heard it said before of George Beverly Shea a man who worked with Billy Graham they said that before he died there was so much of Christ in him that there was so very little of Mr. George Beverly Shea left what a testimony what a testimony I wonder if today were the day that we died if somebody could say that about me or about you that There was so much of Jesus in us that you couldn't really find Derek anymore because he'd been left behind. I know that's not true, but it needs to be. It needs to be. It needs to be true about all of us. He must, I must decrease. He must increase. Here we are at the beginning of a new year, new opportunity to leave some things behind which need to be left behind. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what it is. For the person sitting next to you, I have an idea about some of the things in my own life that need to be left behind. But I do know that nothing is dynamic until it's specific. Until you become very intentional about it. That's going to change. I'm leaving that behind. I'm not bringing that with me. And I'm going to shut the gate. There's a lot of cows in 2022 that want to follow us into this year. Shut the gate. Shut the gate. Let's pray. Father, we confess unto thee there's a lot that we're ashamed of and embarrassed about. But we do rejoice that you've chosen to remember them no more. There's some failures, Lord, and relationships that shouldn't be. There's some successes that we thought were successes that we have allowed us to become proud. Those successes have allowed us to be puffed up. And we have trusted more in our success than we have in our Savior. Lord, help us to leave those things behind. And we pray that thy spirit would help us to shut the gate so that they couldn't follow us. Pray that we might press forward, march forward by the power of thy spirit. We might be brought closer to Jesus Christ. We might die to self that this would be a year of great victory, of great advancing, Lord, losing nothing, none of the ground and territory that we've already attained, but marching and gaining more for thy glory. Oh, help us, we pray. Change us, Lord, for we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.